This is the podcast for Pathways, a platform for POC voices in the humanities, arts, and social sciences. What are you studying at the moment? Okay. Um, so I'm studying, I'm finishing up my master's of journalism degree. Um, and before that, I did a bachelor's in English literature and media and communications. Um, at the moment, I'm working for First Draft, which is a nonprofit that tracks um, misinformation online. Um, so I do like nine to five there. So did you kind of always know that you wanted to do journalism? Uh, no. Um, uh, actually, like in high school, I wanted to be a lawyer, which is a very classic Asian job. Um, and then uh, in my first year of uni, um, I sort of did a couple of classes from different faculties. Um, and I was like, okay, I am interested in things broader than that sort of like um like I'm interested in looking into I guess like problems in society but like from a less legal framework and then um in my second year I got involved with Farago um I was actually a general sub-editor at first so I did mostly like non-fiction stuff and I contributed a couple pieces too um and I was like oh cool I really like writing about topics um and then i thought you know journalism could be a good way of basically getting myself to write about a variety of different things because i think i have a very broad range of interests um and then yeah i just got more interested in journalism and like the function it plays in society and like the sort of role of talking to people and like finding out what's going on in people's lives um and then writing about that um yeah and i like i read this thing from a piece in the columbia journalism review that was like um about someone who thinks that they, they were saying that um most journalists or reporters um write to report but that that person reported to write and um, I like think about that a lot and I'm like, I don't know which one I am because I'm interested in both sides, but yeah. Tell me about Farago, what it is, and if there were any standout experiences from there that kind of set you down the path of journalism. Okay, um, yeah, so Farago is a student publication run through the University of Melbourne. I think it's like the first stepping stone for a lot of people um, who either go into journalism or they go into like writing in general um, because they have like three different sections basically well four but um, they they do like non-fiction sort of commentary writing which is where I got my start um, and then they have like creative writing which is poetry or like prose or short stories um, fiction um, and then they have the news section which is like journalism and reporting and like reporting on student related issues. And then they have the graphics department. Um, so I think a lot of, a lot of people, at least from Melbourne Uni, like sort of get their start in writing through there. Um, and I, I got my first like sort of piece properly published there. Um, 
and yeah, I started in nonfiction, and then I think uh, Farago plus like a class that I took sort of um, made me interested in reporting um, because I was like, I am not good at coming up with original stories and original ideas. So this is a good way of finding things to write about. Um, and then, so like, I, in my, at my second year at Farago, I did more reporting and then I edited the news section. And yeah, it was, um, it was it's a really rewarding experience, I think. Um, it, whether or not you're, whether you're a sub-editor or just a contributor or an editor, um, because you get to work with like a lot of people who are at a similar skill level with you and you get to kind of fumble through things together um, and learn about a lot of things and yeah editing was also really rewarding because like you get to work with so many different people and then you also like it's a really steep learning curve because it's like oh no suddenly I'm in charge of like an actual magazine that gets printed um, but it's like um, yeah, it's just, it's really nice to see, like, people get their work published um, and, like, have a part of that and also, like, I don't know, like, build up my resume as well, so. What was the most important thing you learned while you were doing that, whether about media or about yourself? This is kind of paradoxical, but, like, um, writing or media is at once like really easy but also really hard um like i think being around a lot of people who are trying to do the same thing as you is like really nice and build a really good sense of community and you're like oh i'm not alone and also everyone is trying to find a job in this um we can all sort of struggle together which is kind of i guess the hard bit but also the easy bit is that like there's very little limitation to doing it and like sort of like learning that i have like i'm capable of doing that seeing that some, like a protest is happening um and then like running down and just like getting that story like immediately um like i think like i'm a very anxious person um so like I think just thinking about it like this, I'm like, ah, oh, no, I could never do that. But like in reality, like get, like get getting put in the position where you just sort of have the ability to do that is like, oh, okay, like I actually I, I do actually innately have that ability to make media and like do things that I think are important. I mean, I think like like that's something that I've sort of been thinking about a lot um, because of these sorts of like ongoing discussions that we've been having like as a society about why journalism is important and like obviously like why writing is important also. But for me, like journalism specifically is so like, I think in a way it is like technical. Um, but also in the way that like you like there's a lot of like ethical issues that you have to think about um, and whether like you get that sort of um, whether you like start to think about those things through an education um, or just being around people that are doing the same thing that's sort of something um, that like you can get out of these sorts of experiences 
Um, and it's like not the same as like STEM where it is like 100% technical, but it is still something that like you sort of have to go through a learning curve for. No, that makes sense. I think the other kind of takeaway that I got from what you said before was just that like part of media and part of being a journalist is like it puts you out there in your experiences like going to a protest or like yeah doing things like that and that sort of you learn stuff about yourself just like that along the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I also wanted to ask kind of at any stage in like what you mentioned, like starting from high school and then going into um, your undergrad doing Farago and then going into postgrad. At any stage, did you feel any pressure to like change courses or like change careers or like do something else? Yeah, um, well, in high school, my parents were very glad that I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and then at around my like second or third year, like midway through, I was sort of like, okay, like I want to go into writing or like producing media. Um, and I think, I think like my parents wanted to sort of be supportive. Um, but also like, even now, um, like at the end of my degree, basically, um, they would sort of, like my mom would like ask me stuff at the dinner table that's like, so do you have a plan B? Um, which is like really off-putting when you've like barely started your career. <laughs> I, I mean, I see that as like a sort of pressure that's like, like I can't devote myself to this one thing that I really like and am passionate about, but I have to like sort of um, take out like 20% of my brain to be like, okay, here's how I can use these skills for marketing. Um, so I like, I remember when like she asked that, I was sort of like pushed back quite aggressively and I was like, I like what is the point of thinking about plan B when like I when plan A hasn't even like happened yet or like hasn't like hit a wall yet so I think yeah like I get I think my parents are still worried or like hoping that I will go somewhere else in life but that's just what you got to deal with I feel like it's the sort of question that they wouldn't ask if you weren't studying law or something like they would just sort of be like, yeah, okay, that's your plan A. I would never suggest a plan B. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing also, like, I don't know if anyone else has an experience, but for me, um, like, when I said I wanted to be a lawyer, it was like they were really pleased, but also my mom had a really specific idea of, like, who I was. Um, and she would, she would be like, uh, I don't think, like, you'd be a good, like, you'd do well in the legal field because it's so... Um, like hardcore um, and would like try to push me to like go into teaching or like become a hotel manager <laughs> which is really weird yep. <laughs> but um, I think she just like had really she had like a really rigid um, idea of who I was so yeah talk to me about pay attention news Oh god, um, <laughs> we have like not done anything with pay attention for like months because um, because I like started a job and just like didn't have time. Um, but pay attention is this little thing that 
Jaria and Amber and I came up with because we were we are news junkies um, and also like wanted something for our resume in the times that we weren't working. And basically, we just wanted to look at like stories that weren't really covered by um, quote unquote Western media or like things that weren't really like on the front page. Yeah, I think like we we just sort of talked about like things happening around the world that are actually really important to know about. Like, um, like I think Amber wrote a piece about internet regulation in Russia, um, like things like that, where it's like, sure, it's happening like halfway across the world, but it's still something that can like affect you. Um, and one thing that I sort of noticed, um, which I guess is like kind of obvious, but like there are things happening concurrently like at different places in the world that um, follow the same themes, but like nobody really puts them together until I don't know, like 50 years into the future. It was really interesting too, because I've like never really started a project like that. Um, so like getting together and like putting together a um, system to like manage all of our um, pieces um, and where we go with them. Um, and now we haven't done anything for like a month at least. But we'll, we'll come back to it. If I didn't know people like Jura and Amber, I would like never start something like pay attention because it's like it's like lonely. It, it, it would be so lonely for me to like stay up every night and like write a piece about some Russian person getting poisoned and then putting it up on a website. Um, but it's like so much nicer to like have like two other people to be like, hey, do you think this story is like um, worth writing about? Or like, hey, I'm not good at social media. Can you put this up on Instagram? So. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received as a young journalist? This is like hyper specific though. <laughs> Um, but this was actually something that I learned from um, this person, this other student journalist that I was working with on a story, um, which was when you conduct an interview, um, leave, like, like, for example, I ask you a question and you respond, um, like, wait a bit before you ask the next question, because often, like, if that person is anything like me, um, they will be like, oh no, there's an awkward silence, like time to like fill it with weird stuff that, um, you know, that like ends up helping, that ends up like aiding the story or like bringing more information to the story. And I've like used that so much. Um, and yeah, it's just like a handy trick. And also like, it's really good if, if you yourself don't know what to say next because <laughs> then it's like oh, okay like there's more information i can work with um but yeah that was like <laughs> i don't know if that's advice that's like a tip oh wait i just i think the reason why i can't come up with any good advice is because like some of the advice that i've gotten specifically about journalism like doesn't help me because i'm like i have so much anxiety and like I'm like just so, so socially anxious um, and like a lot of advice that like 
older journalists will give to younger journalists are like, put yourself out there. And it's like, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to network. Um, I think, I think like one thing that was interesting for me, I don't know if this is advice, um, but like, if you're really anxious about networking, um, like send emails and like Twitter DMs. Cause I feel like that's like an easy, that's like kind of half a step between not networking and actually going to networking events, which nobody can go to anyway because COVID. Um, but like I got sort of my first research job through literally just like DMing someone and being like, um, like I didn't even think of it as a networking sort of opportunity. I sort of just wanted to get a bit of advice um, about like my hyper specific situation of like being a Chinese person um, wanting to like do sort of reporting in that sphere. But like since then that person that I reached out to has sort of been like, oh, like when I give you, when I give people references about you, I always say that like, oh, this person was really like took the initiative to, to DM me about this thing. Um, so like that sort of thing is a little bit easier. Um, just like sending a message and even like, even saying that I'm like, I can't even follow on my own advice because I, I get so anxious when I send emails. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's it. Just to put yourself out there, but like do it in a way that makes you feel comfortable. <laughs>